Thank you for tuning into the What's the Matter with Me podcast. Happy New Year's. My phone always says that when I'm trying to say Happy New Year, and I'm, I'm like, no. That's not what I want. Big shout out to the sponsor of What's the Matter With Me podcast, Hoppin' Hot Sauce. Hoppin' Hot Sauce, it's the best hot sauce. Hoppin' Hot Sauce, it's the best sauce in the world. The world, I'm telling Check you. it out on, on Amazon. Thank you for tuning into the What's the Matter with Me podcast. My name is John. I'm 43 years old, husband, father, small business owner, radio DJ, podcaster. I'm living with trigeminal neuralgia and multiple sclerosis. And I made this podcast to share what I'm going through. You can find everything you want to know about it at What's the Matter with me.org counting down the hits until we reach number one i lost my buck teeth in the spring of 2021 and i'm getting them back on friday that is so awesome yeah i don't have my teeth in still no teeth i love mask wearing i wear a mask all the time Dude, this was a great time to... I lost my buck teeth going on two years ago. For two years, every time I eat, I got to take them out. So it's like for almost two years, I've had no buck teeth. And it's going to change how people deal with me. Because right now, a lot of people are like, that is a toothless disabled man. Two strikes... That's plenty to deny his humanity. Anyhow, now I'm getting my teeth teeth back and you'll have to deny my humanity based solely, um, solely upon my really good looks. I'm getting my buck teeth back on Friday. Back in my mouth. You know, they did the gum scraping. That was uncomfortable. I mean, how does it sound? Does it? it sound, it's like it sounds gum scrape. I drove to KFJC last week, a week ago, and I hung out with Jack Tar during the Blues Collective. And I also picked up some records that the music director had set aside for me to review. I didn't think it was the end of the world, but it was a long drive. It's like an hour to KFJC, and the Blues Collective was happening, and I kind of crashed it while Jack Tar was hosting, and I, I sat down, and we kind of chopped it up, talked a little bit on the radio, and also doing the work in the studio. I was hanging out with them for, but it wasn't even for four. Hours. I got there at like 10.20 and I left at like 1.20. And he was nice enough.
enough to let me crash it. And, you know, and he, it was cool to see him, talked with him. I invited him over once we get the barbecue weather. It's still like 35 degrees in the morning. So when it gets better weather, it's still sweater weather in San Leandro. Can't really complain, but it is too cold to party outside. When I got to KFJC, they had my New Year's card. I, they're on my mailing list. I send them a New Year's card. And they had this year's New Year's card, but also the one from 2019. So they had a past New Year's card that I had also sent them. They had them both up in the lobby, and I thought that was cool. I was like, oh, yeah. They got it. They put it up. They rummaged around and found my old one because nothing that's the great thing about KFJC like nothing leaves there it just goes there it stays forever so they have the new year's card I crashed the blues collective Jack Tart let me but I was like this is really not that great for him like I can just come in whenever I want and so I can't really do that and I can't really get there from 10 to 2 because it's too early in the morning like I could barely get there in San Jose and it took more like 30 40 minutes drive and so I can't really just go there whenever I want the listener doesn't want that they want to tune in and hear the same DJ they want so uh, you know I got some records though I thought it was cool that they they had them for me so they assigned me Gedra Gedra son of son the review on Bandcamp says dance floor pressure sums up sums up son of son the debut release from the Moroccan producer Gedra Gedra so they gave me that one and then some 50 years of NBC 1970s you know to celebrate the 50th anniversary of some television network a very weird record that's cool I picked up a couple of records and getting assigned records is like why I joined you know, I got assigned a couple of records, brought them home, and that was the original reason I joined KFJC was that we were broke and I needed to have records, but I had no budget to get records. So I was like, okay, if I'm at KFJC and I do all my stuff, they'll... Though if I'm a member in good standing, they'll give me records to review. And it worked. They did it again. And they had my New Year's card in the lobby. Happy New Yeast. My phone is always telling me that. Like when I try and write Happy New Year's and it, it like changes it. You know how you write something? It's like, oh, let me fix your typo. And it's like, Happy New Yeast. And I'm like, no, man, no. That makes me sound weird. Happy New Year. So Gedra, Gedra, that brings me, I was on the Blues Collective and I was talking with 
Jack Tarr about Sidel Davis. Sidel Davis, born June 9th, 1926, passed away September 27th, 2017. An American blues guitarist and singer, he was most notable for his distinctive style of guitar playing. Davis played guitar using a butter knife in his fretting hand in a manner similar to slide guitar, resulting in what New York Times critic Robert Palmer called a welter of metal stress harmonic transients and a singular singular tonal plasticity. That's a, a music critic way to say it's like totally sounds out of tune from outer space. And he's like disabled. He got trampled. He was born in Helena, Arkansas. When he was 10, he suffered from polio, which gave him little control over his left hand and restricted the use of his right. He'd been playing guitar prior to polio and decided to continue despite his handicap, which led to his development of the butter knife method. Once he sufficiently mastered his variation on slide guitar playing, Davis began playing in various nightclubs across the Mississippi Delta area. While playing in a club in 1957, a police raid caused the crowd to stampede over Davis. Both of his legs were broken and he was forced to use a wheelchair from that time onwards. Sidel Davis, man. There, I learned about his story in a movie about Fat Possum Records, and Sidel Davis released some records on Fat Possum. You See Me Laughing is the 2003 film by Chris Strackwitz. The last of the Hill Country Blues Men featuring R.L. Burnside, Sidel Davis, T-Model 4, Junior Kimbrough, interviews with Bono, Iggy Pop, and the John Spencer Blues Explosion. It's interesting. He talks about like these blues players and their forgotten existence in North Mississippi. So definitely it's worth checking it out. And I think it's on YouTube. It's called You See Me Laughing. Check it out. The best of Sidel Davis CD came out on Fat Possum Records. Check that out, Fat Possum. It's like R.L. Burnside's Junior Kimbrough. It's worth checking out. It's a, a pretty interesting disabled musician playing pretty avant-garde form of the blues, very affected by the disability. Interesting artwork. The day after I went down to KFJC, Nami went to San Diego. She works, her company is based in San Diego, so occasionally they'll, she'll go down there. And so when she goes to San Diego, it's kind of like, my time to manage the kids, pick up and drop off. Nami does it all the time. So like, I, I'm a helper really at best but when she's in san diego it's my time 
and that means making the kids breakfast and getting them to school on time. And I, I do it differently. Nami does a lot. She's like the mom, you know. She does a lot of stuff. What do you want, you know, and help you get what you want. And I'm like, now is your chance to just do whatever you want. Like, I'm not going to get in your way. I'll help you. If you need my help, you can ask for it. But they don't, they want to do it themselves, right? So when it's just me, I'm like, okay, let's see what we can do. And they did pretty good. They made, there There was no major problem. They got to school on time with like, literally, they got, I dropped them off and it was like, boom, like right after, I, you know, I'm like, all right, kids, go. You know, so I got him there in the nick of time, but sliding into home, I scored. So I dropped him off. It was Wednesday, so I went in the office, rode the bike a little, and kind of recovered from the day before. I had been to KFJC. It was a lot of driving. It was an hour both ways, but also I had my brace on, and it bruised my foot like the pad on my right foot a little sore so then on Wednesday I was like I'm gonna take it easy today and try and recover then it was time to pick the kids up and we went to Taco Bell that's where they wanted to go they wanted Taco Bell they didn't want to do homework they wanted to go to Taco Bell so we dropped off the backpacks at the house and went to Taco Bell. Remember the last time that like, I thought I had had a stroke? We went to a different Taco Bell, not on purpose. I, it's just like hard to tell them apart. You're like, maybe it's that one. So we went to a different Taco Bell. It was chill. I got a beefy five-layer burrito. And then beefy, I think, was the clue of Wardle like the next day the answer to Wordle and it's weird I was like is Wordle watching me John John had the beefy five layer burrito no beef just beans vegetarian instead and Coco had a bean and cheese burrito and it, it was kind of a mess and you know, it's Taco Bell. How good is that? But it's something the kids can manage on their own. And they watch. They are always interested in things they watch commercials for. And like during sporting events, like during the Warriors game or the Shark game or the football game, there's a part where they're like Taco Bell, you know, and they they see it they really internalized it they didn't have the kids were like ask the guy to talk about do you have nacho cheese and he was like no we don't have nacho cheese anymore because taco bell like floats things out there for like a week and if they don't work they get rid of them but it turned out that nacho cheese was in the beefy five layer burrito small joys for a kid they're like yeah beefy nacho cheese it's kind of taco hell kind of gross food it sometimes i have gross food at the house i'm not gonna name names or point fingers but sometimes people make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches around here 
and I, I need this TED talk. I need a TED talk. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Send me a link at john at hoppinworld.com. I need a TED talk about making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches where the speaker addresses the importance of spreading the peanut butter and jelly to all the way to the edge of the bread. That is crucial. You you don't want a border of dry toast PBJ. You want it all the way and the peanut butter touches jelly or jam or whatever. I haven't seen that TED Talk, but there's like a TED Talk about everything. So if you're thinking, if you're working on a TED Talk right now, just add a little section. You don't, it would be okay to have an entire TED Talk about this because it it's important. Don't leave a border. I need a TED Talk about making PB&J, addressing the importance of spreading the peanut butter and jelly all the way to the edge of the bread. No border. Sin fronteras. PB&J without border. I've been cooking. I've been cooking a lot. And I'm still trying to do things easy. You know, I have an instant pot. It's like an electric pressure cooker. And it's like doesn't have flame. It's kind of simple. But not everyone can use it. I'm just trying to make this work for me. Make the best thing you can the easiest way that you can. So I made mojo sauce. Remember this? M-O-J-O. Mojo sauce. I went to the meat market. I got like four pounds of boneless pork shoulder. I was like, boneless pork shoulder, four pounds. Cut it in four pieces for me. And then it was like, and all the power went out. And I was like, I didn't do that. The guy had already waited out, but like their cash register was down. Everything, the scale was gone, the register gone, all of this stuff. And I'm like, can I just give you cash? And so I gave the guy 20 bucks and then I, I got out the door. Four pounds of pork shoulder. I made mojo sauce, the difficulty of uh, the tricky things in it. It wants zest. So you have to use a microplaner and there's three quarter cup of of citrus juice. So that's a lot of juicing and there's a lot of garlic. There's basically garlic, cumin and citrus in the marinade. So I put that together one day because it's a lot of work. I was like, I'm going to, you were supposed to marinate it for six hours. And I was like, forget it. I'm just going to break the work over two days. It's juicing citrus. Is I'm not the best at it. Using the microplane, I'm not great at it at all. I think I used the immersion blender. So I had a bunch of juice, a bunch of garlic, and some cumin and salt. And I ground that all up in the immersion blender. And then just poured that over the pieces of pork in a Ziploc bag. And I was like, that was a lot of work. I'm glad I'm not cooking this today. I'll cook it tomorrow. Yesterday, I made soup again. One package of sausage. It's like 12 ounces of linguisa sausage. A 28, 
28-ounce can of chopped tomatoes. A little tomato paste because I had some in the fridge there. So navy beans, tomatoes, sausage, mirepoix vegetables like onion, carrot, and celery that I had chopped up loosely, like I didn't spend a lot of time trying to make it look great. Soften that a little bit, add the tomato paste. It'll kind of brighten up and it'll give everything this red hue to it. Toss in the tomatoes and put it in the pressure cooker for eight minutes and let it release naturally. And then in the meantime, I dealt with the kale. And it's the kind of kale where you have to grab the stem and kind of strip the leaf off the stem. And I was like, this is hard. This is like two-hand work. Should I get my wife and have her do it? And then I was like, well, it's a bit difficult, but it's like work, you know, it's prep work. And I, I did it and chopped it and I accomplished it and it felt good to do something. But sometimes it can be super hard. So part of cooking is prep and it's work, but you want to limit. For me, if you're in my situation, you want to limit the amount of work you're doing. I had this soup for lunch today. We had it for dinner last night. The kids were digging it. Navy bean kale chorizo soup cook it for eight minutes and then let it release pressure naturally on its own and when it does toss in the chopped up kale let it get soft and then serve so it's a little work to cut up kale and strip the leaves but it was good to do that speaking of food i was in the grocery store last weekend uh with my family we saw the artist stephanie siyuko at the grocery store and now we're all in masks you know and i was like oh my goodness and i met stephanie like 20 years ago I kind of follow her on Instagram and she's like very a successful artist. You know, she's having a show. She's installing a show right now at the Michigan State University Art Museum, which has this crazy building designed by Zaha Hadid. So anyway, she's like, this is a real artist in the next to the beans. I was like, here we go. My wife knew her. That's how cool my wife is. I was like, I follow you on Instagram and this is like totally almost as good as going to an art show is to meet an artist in the grocery aisle. And you're like, yeah. Minimalist composers, they've known each other for a long time. Minimalist composers aging. Philip Glass turned 86 on January 31st. Steve Reich is 87. Terry Riley and Arvo Pert are both 87. Lamont Young is 87 too. And John Adams is 75. That's just some update on how old the minimalists are. I tweeted that my cousin, he's, he's a newspaper reporter. He knows about these things. He came up with the headline. He said, minimalists approaching maximum. 
You know, like Sadell Davis, I haven't been trampled by an audience running from the police, but I have limited use of my right hand. So reading a book can be kind of a pain in the butt. You know, I got some books and I was like, how am I going to read these if I have just one hand? I went Googling it and I was like, how do I do this? Because it's hard to keep the book open so you can read it. And so I got this thing on Amazon and this page holder device and it totally works. I got it and I was like, no way this is going to work. And it totally worked. It has one of these Amazon keyword rich titles of the product. I think you, you could call it a page holder because that's what it is and what it does. But it's called, and here it is, open quote, bookmark slash weight dash page holder dash holds books open and in place dash clear dash by superior essentials. It was Amazon's choice. And sometimes I'm like, is should it be my choice, you know? I got it and I was like, this thing looks flimsy. There's no way it's going to hold the book open. And it totally does that. It's well designed. It thing costs like 12 bucks. I think I'm going to get two more of them so I can have one by my bed and one in my office. It's pretty awesome. Bookmark slash weight dash page holder dash holds books open and in place dash clear dash by superior essentials amazon's choice and it's my choice if it's good enough for amazon i got it and i was like this is a total scam but it works it works like a charm the reason i knew i needed it is i'm reading the sports stories best sports writing of last year or sorry the year before because i got the best sports writing of last year for christmas so now i'm like backed up because i haven't been reading usually i'll read first thing as soon as I get up, I'll read like, you know, one story is what I tried. I didn't get through the story this morning, but I got halfway maybe. So I got this Amazon page holder and I'm reading. I'm off and reading the best sports writing of the year before last. And I also got this new book, Saxophone Colossus by Aiden Levy. The guy wrote, um, he's a music biographer. He recently wrote a biography of Lou Reed, a one that provoked some discussion. In the New York Times, uh, December 20th, Ben Ratliff wrote, the sound of Sonny. Aiden Levy has written a re- revealing comprehensive biography of the improviser hero Sonny Rollins. The reviewer in the New York Times called Levy a sympathetic and conscientious biographer who keeps his own style dialed way down, far more so than in his biography of Lou Reed. And so I was like, okay, maybe this is worth something. 
And then it also says the book Saxophone Colossus joins and was likely inspired by Robin D.G. Kelly's Thelonious Monk, The Life and Times of an American Original from 2009 as a useful standard on current methods in jazz biography. And that Robin D.G. Kelly Monk biography, I read that and that it was a really good book. And already in the very beginning first chapter of the Saxophone Colossus book, I learned that Sonny Rollins' dad and Duke Ellington's dad, they were both butlers or servants for President Warren G. Harding. Sonny Rollins' dad, Duke Ellington's dad. That is a weird little factoid thing and so I like that kind of biography stuff where I'm like oh yeah weird Ellington Rollins Harding weird so now I have the book holder I'm reading stuff saxophone colossus I read about Sonny Rollins youth on the in in the West Indies and I remember in that monk biography monk lived in Harlem around a lot of West Indies people and the sounds of calypso and those kind of rhythms rumble up and appear in Thelonious Monk as well. So I would like that Robin D.G. Kelly Monk biography. So as soon as the guy said that about having the style dialed way down and then also about it belonging up there with that monk book i was like it sounds like i'm gonna like this so i'm reading again i got that page holder thing it was cheap i need like three of them big rundown i got my buck teeth lost them in the spring of 2021 eating a turkey sandwich on a sweet roll i'm getting them back on friday i went to kfjc and i got some free records they have my new year's card sedel davis is a disabled blues man i took the kids to school and i picked them up and we went to taco bell i need a ted talk about PBJ. Moho sauce is easy. You just need a lot of pork in two days. Take things slow if you can. Why not? I made soup again. I tried to do as little work as possible, but the kale was a little work and I did it and it was okay. Cooking is like that. Stephanie Sayuko at the grocery store. The minimalists are approaching maximum. Amazon page holder device. Sports stories of life. Last year's saxophone colossus. Thank you for tuning in to the What's the Matter with Me podcast. I beseech you, email me at john at hoppinworld.com, J O H N at H O P P I N W O R L D.com. Thanks for tuning in. Catch you next time.